Today, I, I, I feel we've been speaking and talking about the creation and talking about in the book of Genesis how God created the heavens and earth and created men and, and his likeness and breathed into them the breath of life and, and made, they became a living soul, how he created them in perfection in his image and, and, and like him and how that God has a blessing for us in our life. And, and uh, today, the Lord has just been speaking to me for the last several days in, on, on scriptures in, in terms of this open opportunity that you have. You know, uh, if, if there's anything that is ever disappointing to a parent, it's to watch a child who has an opportunity and that they don't take advantage of it. You know, I, I can think over the course of uh, the last few years, I've seen a couple of times when, it, when children were selected because of their intellect, their ability, their... Uh, uh, them being able to uh, do things and through testing and all these kinds of things, they were selected and given the opportunity to uh, have a special education opportunity and and to go to college and and uh, to earn a degree and and you know I can think of one case where a young lady was awarded a full ride to Emory University and you know that's not a, a menial manner that's like uh, uh, probably ninety thousand dollars worth of a, of a grant and and you know and then I stepped back and watched, and, and you, if you know who I'm talking about, uh, I'm not being critical, but I just broke my heart to see that they didn't take advantage of that, you know? And, and today, that's sort of the tone of what I have to share with you, is that God has given us an opportunity, and yet so many times we don't take advantage of the opportunity He's laid out for us. I'm going to read some scriptures here in Revelations, the third chapter, the seventh verse, uh, beginning in verse seven, Revelations chapter three. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and has kept my word, and has not denied my name. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right here for a moment. My, my, I'm not preaching about the church of Philadelphia today, in necessarily, but I want to just take just a moment and point out to you the, uh, the simplicity of the characteristics that God is expressing that he found in the church of Philadelphia. You know, a lot of times we think this thing is complex and complicated, and, you know, we would have thought that the Lord would say, uh, good Good things to a church where he would say, well, you know, you got a, a, an active fasting and praying program and, and uh, you got a visitation program and an outreach and, and a, a, good, a good choir and, and uh, you know, in a food pantry and, you know, a mission, a foreign missions program and all of these things. But I want you to listen to what the Lord said to the church at Philadelphia. That was the criteria by which he selected them and, and said that he had a blessing for them. He said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Love that. Love that. It's got an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, a little strength, a little strength. You've kept my word and has not denied my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that the Lord is not looking down on you today with a, a stringent criteria list 
You got to leap strong, small buildings with a single bound. <laughs> you know, uh, you got to do this. You got to do that. No, he said, you have a little strength. You kept my word and have not denied my name. I know those are comprehensive characteristics with themselves. Uh, but as I look at the thing that would say to the, that the Lord would say to a church, you have an open door because of this. You have a door that I have opened to you. And, and certainly as a church, as an assembly of believers, as a, a body of believers today, an organization, in ministry, it is our desire that God would look down on us and say, you know, you've got a little strength. You're holding it together somewhere. Hallelujah. You got, uh, you've kept my word and, and you've not denied my name and therefore I've set before you an open door. That's a, another whole a message within itself. But I, I, today I just want you to listen to the open door that the Lord talks about. He expresses to uh, this church. And, and today I want to take you back for just a moment to Genesis, the third chapter. And, and we find in Genesis 3, we have the fall of man. We have a serpent that tempts uh, uh, Eve and Adam, and they eat of the tree of the garden. And, you know, they find themselves running from God and hiding from God and out of fellowship with God because of, of the fear that came on them because they had sinned and they had broken their relationship uh, with God in that in that setting. And and we find that the Lord say, is, is uh, looks at them and I'm not going to go through all the verses today, but he, you know, he curses the serpent. He says to the serpent, he said, uh, you know, because you have uh, deceived and because you've done this thing, you'll spend the rest of eternity crawling on the ground, uh, eating the dust. And, and he says to the woman, because you have yielded to temptation and because you have taken uh, uh, the uh, uh, fruit and, and you've, uh, uh, you've taken and you've partaken of it, that in sorrow you're going to bear a burden forever. You're going to conceive in sorrow and pain and bring forth and, and that's going to be your lot in life. And he goes on to say that you will be in servitude or you will be in uh, under the rule of and under uh, the direction of forever. And, I, and I'll go read the precise words if you want me to, but he said the relationship between you and your husband will be one that she, he will have dominion over you forever. And that is a pronouncement of God because of sin. And then he goes to man and he says man because you have sinned you're going to, this ground that you were made of is going to be cursed and, and you're going to have to work and you're going to have to uh, slave and you're going to have briars that are come out of it and it's going to bring forth and by the sweat of your brow you're going to bring forth you're going to have to work for your living forever because of sin now all of these things the Lord uh, uh, pronounced upon man and today uh, you know I thought about it the other day out here we was cutting some grass or, or doing something and sweat pouring off of me. Hallelujah. You know, it's because of sin. You know, it's because of the sin. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, the next time you, 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 you really encounter something like that and you understand where you are, it's because of pronouncement that God has pronounced upon you. But today, uh, I, you know, I want to take you a little further into that chapter to the 22nd verse. And the Lord said, behold, man is become as one of us to know good and evil, now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. 
uh, uh, the Lord is saying, look, man has partaken of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, and there were two trees he was not supposed to eat of. One was the knowledge of good and evil. And, and that's the one that Eve partake of and that she gave of Adam. And they realized that they were naked for the first time. And they were ashamed and hid from God. And that was the breach that they had with God. And the Lord said, now that they understand the difference in uh, good and evil, uh, you know, the next step with them would be to try to partake of the tree of life. And he said, lest they do that, the Lord, the 23rd verse, he said, therefore God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. You are out there working today because God sent you out of the garden because of sin. The third, the 24th verse. So he drove out the man and he placed at the Garden of Eden at the east of the Garden of Eden, cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, uh, today I know I mentioned in a Sunday night message not too long ago, there's all kind of studies that have been done about where was the physical location of the Garden of Eden, where on earth did it uh, exist, and, and you know, there are thoughts that it existed in, in, uh, in, in a particular place in the Persian Gulf that's now flooded with waters because of the change of the flow of streams and things. Uh, uh, the Mormons uh, actually believe the Garden of Eden was in Johnson County, Missouri, I believe it is. And, you know, they think that's where the uh, uh, Garden of Eden was. And, and today we're not going to talk about the physical aspects of it. I talked a little bit about the, about the perfection of it. But what I want you to grab a hold of today is that God put through, because of the breach of sin, God put a, uh, a guard there. He put a door. He put a, a provision to keep man from re-entering into that state. Uh, you know, I happen to think uh, uh, more in a spiritual sense about the Garden of Eden and, and and, uh, you know, I'll be glad to discuss it with you, but I have a, a, a thought in my mind about what uh, when man moved from just the creation of God into the, our human state that we're in because of the sin that we came and, and we took on the knowledge of good and evil that we broke and, and we moved into this uh, uh, fleshly cycle that we're in. We brought into our life uh, a death. We brought into our life uh, uh, the certainty of death, the pain of, of work. We brought into it the sweat of the brow we brought in everything because of sin and it come into our life but here we have the Lord put a guard there he put a cherubim at the gate of the garden of Eden and, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep a, the way of the tree of life to keep man away from the tree of life and right here we find a breach between man and God where God says here's a barrier the God that created us in his image the God that created us in our perfection. The God that cr uh, created a provision for every need that we have, both physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, that he made all those provisions. And here the Lord puts a guard there to say, you can no longer have access to these things. Genesis goes on to talk about Adam and Eve and conceiving and bringing forth the son, Cain. Bringing forth a son, Abel, 
uh, in the course of time, Cain and Abel came, and Cain came with uh, fruits and vegetables to offer an offering to God, and, and Abel came with a blood sacrifice and offered an offering to God, and God took respect to uh, Abel's sacrifice and not to Cain's, and, and Cain was very wroth, and what God told him, Cain, if you'll just do what's right, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be all right, uh, but Cain rose up and slew Abel. You know the story. And then in Genesis 4 and 26, we find that Adam and Eve conceived again and brought forth a son named Seth. And Genesis 4 and 26 says, and, and to Seth, Timah also was born a son, and he called his name Enos. And then the last phrase of Genesis 4 and 20 speaks volumes to me. It said, then men began, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to just picture for just a moment, if we were doing a movie, movie clip today and, and we were staging this, we would have a little section there in that movie at the beginning where the perfection and we'd have music going and sweet things happening in the Garden of Eden and, and Adam and Eve running around just having a good time and, and then we'd have the evil of the, of the serpent that comes along, the temptation, the fall, and then we'd have the tragic music and the tragedy of a, of a son that flies up and, and slays his brother, and then we would have the, uh, the course of things that would go on. And then all of a sudden, we have a new birth here in the 20th verse here, uh, uh, 26th verse, as we have, and it said, and then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Now today, I just want to suggest to you for just a moment that there may be some person within the sound of this congregation that your life grew up and, you know, you was a baby, you were born in a household and you went boo-boo and, and uh, blah-blah and mama and dad-da and, and, and all of those things and everybody watched you take your first uh, steps and, and they got the videos of, of you know, of, of you turning over and walking and eating the cake and putting it on your face and all the beautiful things that kids do and you grow up and then you did, uh, you know, cartwheels and, and uh, ballet and, and uh, played baseball baseball or softball or soccer or whatever, you know, you go through that development process and somewhere along in the way, darkness has come into the life and we bring in the trouble that we have. And we, it, it, you know, that, that little child, it's hard to imagine that they'd ever be going through depression or they'd ever be going through uh, uh, the trouble and perplexity of, of life. But things happen and, 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 and we find ourselves uh, struggling with life itself. But there's a point that can happen in your life where you, as Genesis 4 and 26 says, you begin to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I thank God for every moment that all of a sudden there's something happens in the life of an individual. You may have been totally benign to uh, uh, God. You may have not even grown up in an environment that took you to church. Or, or you maybe grew up in church and, 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 and you, you maybe grew up cutting your teeth on the back of pews like I did. Uh, uh, you know, but in the, yet and still, it was always just a, an action. And you enjoyed the hot dog dinners and the, and the Cub Scout meetings and all that. 
right? But church never rung a bell with you. Hallelujah. But somewhere in your life, there's a point and there's a moment, hallelujah, where the darkness gets heavy and all of a sudden something goes off in your mind, hallelujah, and you begin to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, you know, every one of us ought to really begin to uh, think uh, joyously about that moment. Hallelujah. In our life where something spoke to our existence. Hallelujah. And an awareness came over our being. Hallelujah. And we shook ourselves and realized that we needed God and we began to call upon his name. Hallelujah. Now today this story is much longer than I'm going to make it. It's in a very extensive and long drawn out process of hundreds and thousands of years even. But you see, all of history and all of mankind and all of this thing that we call time has gone together as God trying to reestablish the relationship with man that was broken that day in the garden where we moved out of his blessing and moved out of his care and moved out of that fellowship and began to hide ourselves from him. Hallelujah. Thank God for the moment when we begin to call on his name. Thank God for the moment when we begin to cry out to him. Because you see, it is the beginning. It's the beginning of a move. It's the beginning of a word. Hallelujah. You know, I, I don't know all the interesting details of where Adam and Eve's sons even found out about sacrificing. And, and uh, uh, you know, you don't, uh, you know it's Cain had a wife that came from the land of Nod and had never been able to figure out where Nod is or, or any of those kind of things. But I thank God that I can identify with the fact that one day men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This relationship, you know, all of the book of Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and, and Numbers and Deuteronomy and First and Second Kings and First and Second Samuel and all of those things are, identify the ups and downs and the struggle that man had as he began to try to call upon the name of the Lord. As he at times was very interested in calling upon his name. At times he was sort of benign to it. At times he was uh, very aware of God. At times he ignored God. And, and no doubt there are people here, hallelujah, that maybe is a young child you may have had a moment where you found yourself through vacation Bible school or in Sunday school or in a revival service that the Lord moved on you. Hallelujah. And, and you felt the presence of God and you called on the name of the Lord and you felt something going, but time went on and you got busy doing your thing and, and uh, uh, you moved to a part of the country that other than where you lived to grow up and you got out of the habit of going to church and, and it grew cold or whatever. Hallelujah. But uh, uh, today, praise God, thank God that there's been a moment in your life that you are here today, hallelujah, and you're in an assembly of places, and the Lord has given you another chance to call upon his name. You see, don't ever discount or belittle the part of your life where you call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to take a giant leap forward in time for a moment. I'm going to take you to John, the 10th chapter. In the seventh verse, then Jesus said unto them again, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. A breakage that was started many, many years ago. 
hallelujah, a barrier that was set in place many years ago, a provision, hallelujah, to keep man away from the tree of life and the whole gift of eternal life, hallelujah. You see, remember what Jesus, what the Lord said, lest man eat of the tree of life and live forever. I'm going to put him out of the garden. I'm going to put a guard there to keep the way of the tree of life. And there was a breakage there for many years, but thank God, one day, hallelujah, a Savior, praise God, Jesus Christ, God himself, manifested in the flesh, robed in the flesh. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the way that the sheep get in. I'm opening whereby you can reestablish that connection with eternal life. Hallelujah. Praise God today. If you don't get anything else from this message, if there's been a breakage in your life, maybe a never a, a never a start, or maybe a breakage in your continuance with your move to God. Hallelujah. But today, for some reason, there's a stirring down through the words, through the worship, through the word. Somehow, there's a stirring in your heart that says, I need to call upon God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you right here is the answer. Jesus Christ wants to speak down into your life today and said, I am the door. For the sheep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 10 and 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Hallelujah. Jesus said, look, I'm the way. I'm, the, I'm your entry point. Everything that's ever happened before me, Hallelujah. All this stuff I talked about. He said everything that's ever come before is a thief and a robber. Hallelujah. The sheep did not hear it. Praise God. But I am the door for the sheep. Hallelujah. John 10 and 9. I am the door. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Timothy, a door that was closed a long time. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm opening it. Hallelujah. I'm the door. Hallelujah. Uh, by me, by me, listen to this. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you today, no matter how dark the darkness might be in your life, no matter how much sin may have led you to where you are, no matter how much uh, uh, of the chaos of time and the chaos of life itself, uh, you may have been done wrong. You may have, uh, you may have create, made uh, great giant mistakes. You may have done things that you would not want anybody else to, in this congregation to ever know. You may have uh, uh, allowed things in your life that you would not even want to talk about today. Hallelujah. It, Jesus said, if any man, hallelujah, praise God, if any man enter in, hallelujah, he shall be saved. He said, I'm the door. If any man, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. I want to tell you today, hallelujah, if your darkness has been overcoming and you've been encroached in that darkness and you felt it coming upon you in any kind of way, hallelujah, whether it's by a fault of your own, hallelujah, or the ways of life or whatever, hallelujah, or the event that have taken place or maybe you got careless. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today this message says, hallelujah, if any man will hear my voice, if any man, praise God, will respond and enter in, he shall be saved. I see a hope for an open door. I see a door opening. Hallelujah. And shall go in and out and find pasture. We've sung about peace. 
We sound about uh, peace and joy. We've sung about comfort. We've sung about uh, being in the presence of, of the Lord. We've sung about, uh, we've worshiped today in the presence of God. We've sung about his awesome greatness. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, the door that was shut many years ago has been opened to you. Praise God. And let me remind you, Revelation said, when I open the door, no man can shut it. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, you may feel like, hallelujah, uh, there are people who blame all kind of things. They would say, if mama had done this, or daddy could do that, or if the church did this, or the church did that, or, or the ministry did this or that, there is nothing that should stand, and there's nothing that can stand between you and entering in the door that the Lord has opened. Hallelujah. In conversation a couple times yesterday, uh, uh, just random conversations with random people, and I uh, mean, forget where the last one was, but we were talking about people that are miserable, that live their life in misery. They're so caught up in themselves. You know, they ain't happy with themselves. They ain't happy with nobody else. They don't like nobody. They don't have any enjoyment. And they're just living their life totally unfulfilled because they're not focused on the gift of life that God has given them. I tell you, that's worse than that child who was given a full scholarship or that child who had the opportunity to excel that wouldn't take example. I shake my head in awe and, and wonder of how can you ever let an opportunity like this escape. God has opened the door today, and nobody, I can't shut it, praise God. You may not like me. You may not like the way I preach. You may not like the way I talk. You may not like the way I sing. You may not even like the way I look. It doesn't matter. But don't let anything, no man can shut the door that God has opened open. Hallelujah. And you ought to really grab a hold of that today and say, well, you know what? Hallelujah. The Lord has opened the door for me. Hallelujah. To reunite with him and enter in and go in and out before him. Hallelujah. And nobody's going to get in the way because I want to tell you that's my way my God works. Hallelujah. He has opened the door for you today. He's moved in your spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. You feel a call. Hallelujah. To call upon the name of the Lord and reestablish that relationship with him. I know over the course of the last few weeks as I've talked about some of the things that the Lord has created and the perfection of the Garden of Eden that there might have been times where you thought, well, where is it now? <laughs> In fact, I've had conversations where people have said, what do we do to get back there? And, and I, I, I'm going to tell you very honestly, I am on a mission to lead the church back into the, the perfect relationship and harmony with God. Hallelujah. I really believe that the more we move into that perfection re relationship with God, whether no matter what it means, we have to change about ourselves. Hallelujah. There'll be blessing, and I believe in that. Hallelujah. But today, because we're not there, don't get discouraged. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't discourage. Don't get discouraged. If I present it in a way that it, it doesn't ring a bell with you, just get this message. God has opened the door, and no man can shut it. The door has been opened. His name is Jesus. He said, I'm the door. I'm the way. Hallelujah. If any man, hallelujah, will come to me, he can go in and out and shall be saved. There's not an individual in this place today that God is not intimately concerned about your most infinite 
personal need. And he cares about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord will move on my heart to show concern. Hallelujah. You know, I believe the Lord will move on the heart of the church. I believe the Lord will move on the heart of individuals. I think the Lord uh, can lay it on my heart to come and whisper something in your ear. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord. I believe in the, in the uh, uh, discernment. I believe that God could show me something. I could call you up here today and tell you something. Hallelujah. And, and that would work and all that. But, you know, if nothing like that ever happens, I want to tell you today, there ought to be a light of hope that goes off down in your soul because Jesus said, I'm the door. And you can come in it. A door that was closed has been opened before you. Hallelujah. And don't let anything stop you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I truly believe that today. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I think, you know, I think we have a good church. I think we have a loving, caring church. I love everybody here. I, I don't know of a better church in, in, in uh, the, uh, the county, the state, of anywhere. I don't have anywhere else I would rather go to church. Hallelujah. But I will tell you, don't let the church stand in the way of your getting to know Jesus Christ and getting into the door that he's open. Hallelujah. Go in at the door. He said, I'm the way. I'm the open door. Hallelujah. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'll tell you, you know, our enemy, this enemy that we've been talking about, we're battling with. Hallelujah. His job, his desire is to kill and destroy and, and deceive and try to convince you that you can't get in that door, that you don't deserve to get in that door, that there's an impossibility. Uh, you know, but Jesus Christ himself spoke these words, said, I'm the door. You can go in. Hallelujah. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come. Hallelujah. Jesus has come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you, I've been preaching about that abundant life, and I believe in that abundant life. I believe everywhere that we allow Jesus to be our door, that we enter in through, that we allow him to have a hand in our life, every aspect of our life, we will find abundant life there. I think we find the blessings of God. I believe in it. I believe in being blessed. Hallelujah. I believe in being anointed. I believe in being powerful. I believe in being victorious. Hallelujah. I believe in walking. Hallelujah. The walk Walking, walking in victory. Hallelujah. Wednesday night, the, uh, the kids were singing uh, that song. Hallelujah. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Pick up your weapons and flee. Hallelujah. Uh, he's given me authority to walk all over you. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, I believe that today that we have authority to walk on the devil, to tread on him. Hallelujah. Victorious over him. Hallelujah. I believe that's the door Jesus opened for you and I to be victorious. Praise God in him. And nothing ought to stand in your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to like me, but whether you like me or not, hallelujah, go in the door of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, praise God. 
I want you to like Brother Harvey, praise God, and Sister Janie over here, you know. I, I, I want you to like them, praise God. But if you don't like them, it's all right, hallelujah. Just go ahead and enter in at the door of Jesus Christ. Don't let anything stand in your way, praise God, hallelujah. I will tell you, praise God, there ought to be nothing that could get in your way, hallelujah, uh, getting in the door that Jesus has opened up in your life, praise God. We ought to become a lot more tolerant of a lot of things, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, that because we can know that Jesus Christ has opened the door, hallelujah, and I'm not going to let anything hinder me from getting in, praise God. Hallelujah. This open door is a door to life abundantly here on earth. This open door is a door to life eternally forever to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. There is no limit Hallelujah. I truly believe this today, that there is absolutely no limit to what God will do for you as you pursue him and you go through his door that he's opened for you. Hallelujah. I've run across people, and, and, and I know there are people who've been done wrong. I know there are people who have been hurt. Uh, you know, I grew up in a generation of people, and, and, and there was a whole bunch of people that grew up with me. And I got a picture of one somewhere of all of the Sunday school kids that's standing out back of the church. And there's probably, there's probably 50 of them, you know, standing there. And, and they're all uh, collected together. And, you know, uh, uh, pretty ones and ugly ones, tall ones and short ones, and, and uh, ones with pigtails and ones with ponytails and tongues. And, you know, there's all kind of things there, you know. And I look at that picture sometime, and my heart is broken to think, where did they all go? You know? And if you were to find some of those people today, very honestly, you'd find some of them who look, and they would blame the preacher. They would blame the church. Huh? They blame their husband or their wife. They might even blame me, you know, and say, well, I, really, I grew up in it, but I'll never have nothing else to do with it because I want to tell you, you're missing the point. Jesus is the door. Hallelujah. Praise God. I give you permission to not like anything you want to not like about me. Hallelujah. And praise God. You know, it's okay if you don't like me enough that you have to go and find somewhere else. Oh, well, my goodness. You won't find many preachers that By all means, hallelujah, serve God. If you have to find another church where there's a prettier preacher, hallelujah, that's okay. That'd be hard to do, but, you know, find you a prettier preacher if you have to. Serve God. Don't let nothing stand in your way of getting to know Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're going to have some lousy excuses when we stand before God. And he looks and says, I was the way. I'm the way. I'm the door. Enter by me. But Lord, that church, I'm the door. But Lord, that I'm the door. But Mama, I'm the door. But them hypocrites, I'm the door. They didn't sing fast songs, I am the door. 
They sung too many slow songs. I am the door. They sung that modern music. I am the door. Hallelujah. They sat still too much. I am the door. They were too loud and noisy. Hallelujah. I am the door. Jesus Christ is the door. Get in by him. He's opened the door. Don't let no man shut the door. That Jesus is open. Understand the door is open today. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity to enter in. Jesus said, if any man will enter in the door, he shall be saved. Get in the door. Whatever you do, get in the door. Hallelujah. Get in the door. Hallelujah. 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 The thief is here to steal and to kill. But Christ came that you might have life. Hallelujah. That you might get your little, hallelujah, earnest touch of that eternal life that the Lord blocked us away from in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah, that you could have that entry point to know, hallelujah, I have, a, I have praise God, an inheritance. Praise God today, hallelujah. You know, I wouldn't want to live to le- live forever in this body. Hallelujah, I'm going to tell you, I'm not that fond of it. Hallelujah, it, it's not that much fun. You know, I told somebody the other day, when you get to the point where you dread nights because you can't sleep and you dread days because you're too tired to do anything, it, you know, it sort of loses its charm. <laughs> you know, but that's okay. Okay, hallelujah. You see, my hope is not in this life. My hope is in him. I have access to, praise God, I've entered the door and there's something out there called eternal life that Adam and Eve got us blocked from, that Cain and Abel, hallelujah, got us blocked from, that the Lord put a guard there and said, look, you ain't going to have access to this tree of eternal life. But one day, hallelujah, my Savior come along and said, I'm the door. You can get in by me, buddy. Hallelujah, I am the door. And I'm going to go in. Hallelujah. 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 An open door. No limit. There are people who sit around and worry. And i got to hurry up and finish this. That would tell you, well, you know, if somewhere along the way they had put me in charge of the... Uh, don't say it too loud. I will uh, put me in charge of the uh, of the kids ministry. I had a calling to minister to kids, and they just never let me do it. Huh? Hallelujah! Praise God! Uh, I feel like saying, "Raise your hand if you're sure." You know. Uh, look. I'm telling you, when God has a calling in your life, when God puts a ministry in your heart, that's an open door, and no man can shut it. Hallelujah. You may never have a title. Hallelujah. Mm, I, oh, Lord, I could preach right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. If you've got a calling of God and God has opened the door for you, hallelujah, you praise God. You know what? You'll find yourself, praise God. Hallelujah. If you're walking down the street through Walmart, hallelujah, and there's little kids around, and I'm just going to talk about children's ministry for just a moment. Hallelujah. If you've got a calling of God for children's ministry and a heart for it, hallelujah, you'll find yourself, hallelujah, it's in Walmart, and you'll be looking, and there'll be a kid, hallelujah, 
hallelujah. And first thing you know, you'll find yourself on your knees, hallelujah, before them kneeling down and saying, honey, did you know that Jesus loves you? Hallelujah. Did you know that Jesus can give you eternal life? Hallelujah. No man can shut a door that God has opened. Hallelujah. There are going to be a lot of people standing before God that God put a call in and a ministry in their life, and they're going to blame the church or life or circumstances and say, but God, I would have done it. You know? You know, but that organization or that group did this or that or the other, and the Lord says, I opened the door. No man could shut it. When I opened the door, no man could shut it. You know, a lot of people's interpretation of that is that when God opens the door, you know, that that means that the preacher's going to all of a sudden one night have this epiphany and understand uh, what God's called you to do, and he's going to kick you up the morning and call you in the morning and say, you know what, I had a dream about you last night, and I saw you in front of a bunch of kids teaching Sunday school. You know, that's what you would need to be called to do. Hallelujah. Well, God may not open the door that way, but when God opens the door, I'm talking about he opens something up in your heart. Hallelujah. And he puts a calling down in you. No man can shut that. Hallelujah. It's a passion and a fire down inside. Hallelujah. And praise God. I don't care where it is happening and what's going on. There's something going to bust open in you. Hallelujah. You'll find yourself praying and fasting and seeking God. Hallelujah. And it'll be like a fire shut up in your boat. It'll be bubbling over like a well of living water springing up and you can't keep it to yourself it may be every restaurant in town every waitress is afraid to wait on you because you pray for them and you call on God on their behalf hallelujah you suggest that they need to serve the Lord I want to tell you you, God opens the door no man can shut it don't blame anybody else hallelujah when you don't go in at the door Hallelujah. I told you I was going to wrap up. Let me do it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Revelations, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Jesus said, Hallelujah. When I open the door, no man could shut it. Revelations 3 and 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. But do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Why? Remember? Hallelujah. Because you kept my word. Hallelujah. You didn't deny my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remember it? Hallelujah. You kept my word. You did not deny my name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You did not deny my name. You kept my word. And you had a little strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, I'm going to make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they're Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like that promise. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord has opened the door for me to enter in. Hallelujah. He's opened the door of opportunity of ministry, but he's opened the door of opportunity of salvation. He's opened the door for me to have access to salvation. And he said, guess what? 
Entering in comes with a little benefit here. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep you. Hallelujah. With patience, I'll keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. I want to tell you this whole world is being tried, but God said he'll keep you. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast that no man take thy crown. Hallelujah. If you ain't got but a tear tickling down your, trickling down your cheek. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you ain't got nothing but a chill. Hallelujah. Running up and down your spine. Hallelujah. Hold on to that that you got. Hallelujah. Hold on to that that you got. Don't let no man take it away from you. Don't let no man shut the door. Hallelujah. Hold fast that thou hast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No man take thy crown. He that overcometh. I love this. 12th verse, him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him, hallelujah, the name of my God, hallelujah. Praise God. Remember in Genesis 4, and men began to call upon the name of God, hallelujah, and men began to call upon the name of God, hallelujah, to them that overcome, hallelujah, to them that overcome, the Lord said, I'm going to make them a pillar in the temple of my God, and I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down from heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, I thank God that one day he stirred down in me. Hallelujah. And moved in my spirit and said, call on me, God. Call on me as your God. Call on me as your God. He opened the door for me and I entered in. Praise God. And I'm going to, hallelujah, I'm not going to let anything. Hallelujah. When I get through preaching, hallelujah, if y'all can figure out how to do it orderly, Y'all can get together and take a vote and vote that I never come back. But I'm going to go to heaven with or without you. Hallelujah, because God opened the door. Hallelujah, I'm not, praise God, I'm not challenging y'all. I want you to know how extreme I feel about this confidence. Praise God. Hallelujah, you ought to be able to look at every situation in your life. If you had a mama and a daddy that hated you, hallelujah, praise God, you ought to look at them and say, I forgive you, I love you, you ain't going to get in my way of me getting into heaven. Praise God. If you had a husband that beat you, hallelujah, and kids that wouldn't mind, you ought to be able to look at them and say, look, I love you and I forgive you because ain't nothing going to get in my way of going to heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're living with a wife or a husband right now that mistreats you, hallelujah, you ought to be able to look at him and say, God's grace is sufficient for me. Hallelujah. I love you. I forgive you. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing going to get in my way of going to heaven. Praise God. I've had the doors been open for me and I'm going to enter in. Hallelujah. What God has opened, no man can shut. Hallelujah. And the enemy hath not power to shut the door that the Lord hath opened for you. Don't let anything get in your way. Let's stand together.